0: Amen. You guys awake? I know one extra hour of not sleeping can affect a lot of people. But hope you're awake tonight. You guys with me? Yeah. Amen. We believe in saying amen at this church. You can say whatever you want to say, actually. Nothing offensive, though. You can say preach on, boy, keep going, whatever you want to say. No shut up, nothing like that, because then that hurts my feelings. But tonight, it's good to have you. Welcome to Oasis Church Chicago, and we are a uh, we, we are in the beginning, first series, new series called The Mind Matters, Mind Matters. And uh, we just finished up an incredible series called The Wonders. Uh, but before The wonder series, I preached a message the very first Sunday of the year um, just in regards of what God was speaking to me in terms of where we're going as a church and what we're doing as a church. And, and if you were here with us or if you listened to it on the podcast, we talked about how this year is going to be a year of action. Does anybody remember that? Anybody remember that? Three of us. Great. Maybe I should preach that message tonight. We talked about how this year God's really going to do some things in this church, in you, and in the city. I really believe this year is going to be a year of action. So through action, we wanted to see and discover how Jesus lived here on earth through his miracles. So the Wonder Series. We went through the miracles of John, and how many enjoyed that? That was powerful. That was impactful. It was amazing. I was challenged. I was strengthened. I was convicted to not dream and fear Have full faith of what Jesus did back then, He still does today. So we went through that. That was actions of Jesus. But I really felt in my heart that the Lord was saying, You know what, Jay? We got to tackle the mind. If we're going to be a church that is full of action this year, we got to get our minds right. We got to have the right mindset. We got to know who controls our thought life. See, what comes out of our mind is what is in our heart. These are connected. These are there. They're connected. They're together. And so this year, as we're going through this year of action, I really believe that God's going to remove some things from some people's minds that need to go. I'm not talking some bad, I'm not talking like good things like he's put in there. I'm talking some bad things. Things that have been in your heart and in your mind forever, you've never been able to release them. You've never been able to give them up. Some bondage, some stuff that's holding on to you. I believe over these next couple weeks, God's going to really speak to some people. Amen. So I encourage you, get to church. Be in church. For some reason you can't be here Listen to it. Because I am, I always say this, I'm bringing the messages, right? So I'm a little biased to myself. I'm kidding. But I think that these are going to be some serious, serious messages that some people need to hear. The mind is a war zone. How many get beat up by their minds all the time? Let's just be up front. Let's all come clean right now. Our minds beat us up. But how many of you know when you receive Jesus, it has no more place to beat you up anymore? No more place. Your mind can be won. The victory is won. And so we're going to dive in to this night. Before I read, open up your Bibles to Colossians 3. It's going to be on the screen. Colossians 3, 1 through 14. But before I read this, I always want to just give some knowledge and some background. Is that okay on who's writing this? What's being addressed? What's happening? So Paul, my dude Paul. One of the greatest men of faith, he wrote a lot of this New Testament, had a radical transformation with Jesus, encountered Jesus in such a powerful way. If you have time, read it, check it out, Google it, you'll find it, right? But Paul was amazing, strong man of God, and he impacted and reached a lot of the churches back in that time. He, he had a strong voice in a lot of those churches. And so this church, this city that we're going to read, Paul actually never visited. He was never able to go there, but he had his team there. He had some people there working for him, quote-unquote, right? This is my language, my paraphrasing, so just track with me. He had some people working there, and he got news because Paul was in prison. <laughs> another time, another sermon. Paul was in prison at this time, but he received news that the church that he was hearing all great reports about, this city, was no longer in good standings. See, some things that happened. See, some, some false teachings started to rise up. Some things started to hit people, and you know where it started to hit them? See, people started to believe some lies, some deception, some things. And so Paul pens an amazing book in the Bible to this church and says, Church, first and foremost in the first two chapters, Jesus is the beginning. Jesus is the center. Jesus is everything. If you're hearing anything else, it's not true. It's not right. So are we with me? Jesus is the center. Jesus is everything. If you're in this church, that's what we believe. Sorry. Actually, sorry, not sorry at all. I'm not sorry. Sorry. Jesus is the center. Jesus is the first. Jesus is everything. And then guess what Paul hits right after that? After he lays the foundation of saying, guess what? Jesus is everything. If you've heard otherwise, it's not true. Guess what he says? I'm going to come at your minds. Because your minds have been hearing a lot of stuff that's not true. No different back then than today in the church. I promise, if you're a follower of Jesus, we all struggle. We all lifted our hands and said, the mind gets us. The mind attacks us. And I believe this word tonight is going to challenge us. It's going to encourage us. So are you with me? Say, I'm with you. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, that's you. That's you. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together together. In perfect unity. Jesus, these are your words. I pray tonight, God, that as we discover what you're saying to us, Father, speak through me. Let my words be your words. Not from me. Because, God, I know that there's people in here tonight that need to have a renewed mind. A brand new mind. Father, we need to discover what you're saying about us. What you want us to learn and grow. So I pray, God, that this will fall on open hearts and open ears. And open minds. Father, be with us. Go before us. We trust you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. The Mind Matters, hidden behind. It's the first sermon of the series. It's going to be great. But how many of you know, when you're in a situation, let's just say maybe you're about to get into a little fight. I don't condone fighting, right? I'm not one for that. Violence, not good. But how many of you know when you have somebody with you, when something's about to happen to you, maybe you're about to get a, whether it's a fight or something, situation's about to arise, something happens, how many of you know that you're a little bit more confident when someone stronger is standing next to you? Just me? No, 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 no. You're all liars. (laughs) You know that you can start shooting your mouth off a little louder. You can start saying some stuff to some people that you should never be saying anything to. Because you got somebody strong next to you. See, Courtney, come here. See, this is my brother. We look alike. This is really my brother. See, Courtney uh, hits the gym a lot. A lot. If he could take off his sleeves, he would look like he's flexing, but he's not really flexing. It's just the nature of his muscles. How many know that I've known Courtney for many years, and oftentimes when Courtney's with me, (laughs) I get a little more confident, especially when people are trying to mess with me. Because we've been out in situations where people have messed with us. See, there was a time where we were in the car together. Do you remember this story? He remembers. And there was a guy that, like, pulled in front of me. It was me, my wife, Rachel, who's a peacemaker. Me, not so much. I need prayer. And Courtney's in the back, who doesn't say much. And this guy comes, and he just kind of blocks us off from going forward. We couldn't get out from where we were at, and he just sat in his car. Now, me being the very patient individual that I am, about 10 seconds passed, and I'm now honking the horn. Like, hey, buddy, you you, you know you're in our way. Like, can you move your car? Can you get out of the way? Like, you see that we're trying to go. And this dude just sat there and stared at us because he was mad that I honked the horn. No idea why he was there in the first place, right? We have no clue why he's there. But he just decided to park right there. So now my honking, like, little tap honks go to me laying on the horn, And now I have the revelation in my head that Courtney's in the back seat. (laughs) I can start yelling at this guy. (laughs) So I, in my saved sanity, start yelling at this dude. Windows are all closed, so no one can hear us, except Courtney and my wife, who's now yelling at me to stop yelling at that guy, and Courtney's just sitting there peacefully, quiet. But it comes down to the point where I'm now rolling the window down and screaming at this guy. This guy finally just looks at us. Maybe, because in my heart of hearts, I believe he saw Courtney. I didn't see Courtney. Courtney just sat in the back and just did one of these. And the guy goes, I'm out. I'm out. Because how many of you know, stand here, Woo. How many of you know when he's standing in front of me, I'm going to be a little more confident. How many of you know when I can hide behind this dude, I can be a little bit more confident. Thank you. I love you. See, yeah, you can give him a round of applause. His muscles are amazing. I love that dude. But you know that. We all know it. We can be confident when we know that we can hide behind somebody else. See, church, we've lost some confidence. You know why I think we've lost confidence? It's because we don't remind our minds who we're behind, who we're standing behind, who has gone before us. See, we... Come to the knowledge of Jesus. He saves us. He redeems us. He he does something new in our hearts. He replaces our heart and all the sin and all that. Takes it out, puts a new one in. And we start walking. But then we forget. We forget who's gone before us. Who's protecting us. Who's watching us. Who's guiding our steps. Who we can literally go, nope, God, you go before me. You fight my battles. You take on what you need to take on. I'm going to hide behind you. Is anybody grateful for a God that we can hide behind? Just me. Amen. We have a Savior that came to this world, that died, that rose again, that ascended to heaven and said, you know what, I'm going to leave my spirit with you so that you can hide behind me. You can trust that I've gone before you. See, church, I think we would gain some confidence if we knew that truth. That our minds... That our thoughts, that the things that we allow in here, we can hide them behind the cross. We can hide them behind the cross. See what we think, what we dwell on, what we allow to come in here, we can say, uh uh, the cross spoke for it. I don't let that in. See, we can have a renewed confidence, a new a renewed assurance tonight that the things that have been swirling in your heart and in your head, they have no place. The bondage, the depression, the anxiety, oh, I'm going to hit some things. Because guess what? That's not of the kingdom of God. It's not. Now, let me just say this, because this can get me in some. People can walk out here, be mad. Let me just say this, because you heard it. I believe that doctors can help. You with me? People that use, say, you know what, I've gone through depression, I've gone through, I'm not just sitting up here saying that they don't need to go. So I'm just making a blanket statement so no one gets mad. truthfully, I believe that God has empowered doctors and people to help people, but I also believe more that Jesus can redeem anybody in depression and oppression and whatever's going on through their minds. Amen? Amen? Can I just say that blanket statement? That wasn't in my notes, but I just wanted to make sure we're clear. Our minds are a battlefield. Our minds are raging war against us all the time, but guess what? Your minds matter to Christ. Your thought life matters to Christ. What you dwell on matters to Christ. See, tonight, I want us to surrender control. See, we could sing it. I lift my hands to heaven. Hear my heart surrender. I'm not allowed to sing because I'm terrible. <laughs> See, I lift my hands. Take control. Take control, God. Take control. And then we walk out of here and bam, our minds hits us. Nope, take control back. That God's not listening to you. Take it back. Take it back. Quick. Get it back. Get the full control back. See, no, we got to surrender our minds tonight. we got to surrender our thoughts we got to surrender what we dwell on. we got to surrender it at the feet of Jesus tonight to get some confidence back in the church to say, you know what, the stuff that this world tells us, I don't got to receive it. I don't got to put up with it. I don't need it in my life. See, I'm going to preach. See, we as a church, we've fallen victim to so much stuff in this world. We say, that's what the world tells me. That's what the world's going after. That's what the world says I have to be. It happens all the time. People come to me and say, man, I'm getting beat up. And I'm like, what are you thinking about? What are you putting your mind to? What are you allowing yourself to receive in this and in this? 99.9% of the time, if they're honest with me and I'm honest with other people in my own life, it's because I'm not dwelling on the things of God. I'm dwelling on the world. Oh, it's the truth. See, when you start to get a little chaotic in your life, you think things start to get a little nuts in your life, 99% of the time, again, it's because your thought life is destroying you. The things you're dwelling on are killing you. Tonight, Jesus has declared, back at the cross, no more. It's over. It's over. See, whatever we allow to control our minds, controls our lives. If you hear nothing else tonight, hear that. Whatever you allow to control your mind will control your life. I promise. It happens all the time. Anybody Anybody agree? See, whatever you allow to control this will control your steps in life. So you know what I try to do? I'm not perfect. You guys know this about me. Far from perfect. But every single day I wake up knowing that this is a battle. See, I know it's a battle, but I already know who won the battle. But see, every day got to wake up and i got to commit my mind. I literally pray like, mind, go. Jesus, come. Mind thoughts, earthly games, all that stuff, go. Jesus, come. Because this, today, more than ever, is destroying people. But whatever you think on, see, if I wake up in the morning, there's times, has anybody ever just woken up mad? I'm not talking because you didn't sleep the extra hour of sleep. I'm talking like, did you ever just wake up angry? Yeah, me all the time. My wife is like the most joyful person in the entire world. I love her. She's not here right now, and she would attest to this. See, she wakes up. We could have gotten four hours of sleep. She wakes up. She's bouncing around doing jumping jacks, praising the Lord, like twirling around. And I'm like, babe, I love you, but I'm really mad right now. She's like, "Mad? we've been up for two minutes. I said, babe, I'm mad, really mad right now. She's like, what is wrong with you? I said, I don't know. I'm just mad. Let me be me. Let me just be mad. Can you just keep twirling your things around and just walk out of the room because I'm mad? Now she's got me real mad. Because you know what? There's more moments, mornings, when I wake up, and the first thought that comes in my head is a lie. Can I just be real with you guys? Is that okay? See the first thing that I think on that comes to my head, you're not worth it enough, JP. See that church you're running, those things you're doing, it's all in vain. Stop. Pastors can say that stuff to the congregation? I'm telling you. Because I'm no different. I say it all the time, there's a different calling on my life. But guess what? I wake up some mornings and Satan has already just started hitting me. And when my my wife goes, why are you so mad? Sometimes I look at her and say, I honestly don't know. I'm just mad. She's like, you need to go pray. You need to go get in your prayer closet and pray. I'm like, I know. I know I do. But the fact is, is that sometimes we just wake up because whatever starts controlling this is going to flow in our lives. See, if Satan tells me those lies and I believe them... Guess what's going to happen? I'm going to walk around that day believing that. I'm going to walk around that day believing I'm not worth it. Believing I have no value. Believing I can't change or do anything in the city. Believing I'm just one person in a sea of millions of people. See those lies come to me. See the lies of, "Hey, JP, you'll never be the provisionary husband to your family. You'll never be able to take care of your family. Don't have kids. Don't ever do that stuff cuz you'll never be able to afford them." Can I I'm just being real. Can I be real? I can't sorry you going I got the mic <laughs> it's my counseling session right here see these thoughts swirl through my head all the time I got to get more I got to do more I got to this and that da, 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 da. wise wise see I, I serve a God that's not broke he called us here he's gonna do it See, he brought me here. He's going to make it happen. He's going to do stuff in through this church that I can't even imagine. He's going to provide for me and my families in a way I can't even imagine. I'll do what I have to do. I'll work hard. I'll do all the things that I have to do. But, God, you are in control. God, you control my mindset. No worldly thing is going to press into me. No lie is going to press into me. If i got to keep yelling to get you all awake, it's sunny outside, for goodness sakes. Wake up. But our thought life kills us. Our thought life destroys us, even at the very moment we wake up. See, I want us to be a church. I want us to be people that the moment we wake up and put our feet on the ground, Satan's going, oh, shoot, they're awake. They're up. See, I can throw as much as I want at them, but you know what? They're not going to be shaken. See, I can hit them left. I can hit them with the right. I can do all those things, but they're not going to be shaken. That's the church I want. I told you guys, I'm not interested in fans. You want fans? Go to another church. Sorry. My wife is going to listen to that and be like, babe, and then we're going to get in a fight. I'm going to get mad again. So it's gonna. <laughs> See, the truth is, is that we got people that desire the things of God. I believe every single one of you showed up to a church at 6 p.m. on a Sunday night because you desire the things of God. So I'm not hitting you guys. See, we all desire the things of God. But sometimes the things of God are hard to go after because our mind gets us. Our mind plays tricks on us. The mind, it's truly a gift. It's a place where God wants to dwell. It's a place that God wants to rest with you. It's a place that God wants to speak life and truth into you. See, the mind, it's not controlled by Satan. If you are a follower of Jesus, your mind is controlled by God. It's an amazing place. See, our mind is where we get everything from, right? Right? Ideas, concepts, amazing new things, stuff like this. I could never do this. But you know what? Joseph's mind thinks that way because Joseph's mind was created to be that way. See, your mind has things in it that this world needs. The stuff that's in you, the world needs it. But guess God, Guess what? God wants to use it. He wants to take it. He wants to mold it within your mind and to go transform the world through it. See, we desire God, but our minds beat us up. Enough's enough. Enough's enough. Whatever's in your thoughts will be found in your heart and flow out of it. See, Satan doesn't have to do much. He's just got to get a couple little drops of doubt in there. He doesn't have to do much to us. See, he doesn't have more than 30 seconds from the moment I wake up to the moment I'm mad. And guess what happens? He's just dropped a little doubt. A little doubt. Doubt it some more. Doubt it some more, JP. Keep doubting. That's what he does to you all. I'm convinced. He does it to you all. He drops doubts. Just little doubt. Little doubt. Little doubt. Tonight, we stand and say no more. No more doubt. No more wondering if God is for me and not against me. No more wondering if he's going to continue the work that he's promised in me to carry it out into completion. No more doubt. He's going to do the work. He's going to do the wonders. He's going to do the action that he promised us in his scripture. See, you either believe all this or you believe none of it. It's the truth. You either believe every single thing in here or you believe none of it. So if you believe the parts that, man, God is great, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good, then you've got to believe that when you're going through the trial, God is still good. Hello, not in my notes. See, when you're walking through stuff, you still got to say, you know what, my mind is fixed on heaven. See, I don't care what I'm walking through, it is fixed on the things of God because He's the one that can transform, He's the one that can change me. See, our minds, they're a gift, but they're a war zone. But guess what? We get to hide behind Him. We get to hide our minds behind Him. We get to walk out of here full assurance that He is working in our hearts and our minds, and we can step back and let Him go forth. Are you awake? This is encouraging you. Yes. This is not an easy thing to hear. But I'm telling you right now, this is what's destroying people. My, I, I can't even tell you from the years of being in ministry, whatever that means. How many conversations I've had to sit across the table and minds just hitting people left and right. I'm like, man, if you just renew your mind daily, if you just get in this word daily, if you just get to the Father daily, things would be different, I promise, I promise. And they're like, nope, I'll take control. They walk out, and they go do what they were going to do, and they come back. Man, I should have, man, I should have, I should have, I should have, I should have. I'm done with I should have. I'm done with I should have from anybody in this room. you either going to make the stance tonight that my mind is no longer a battlefield, it's no longer going to be controlled by this world, it's the mind of Christ. Because we can hide behind him. Three things, like always. Like always, because listen, write these down. Take notes. This is valuable because it may not be for what you need right now, but a week from now, a month from now, you may need this. You may you may need to be reminded. But three things, because I believe that three things are spoken in this scripture. The first is this: when we hide our minds behind Jesus, we are able we are able to cleanse our minds of deception. When we hide our minds behind Jesus, we are able to cleanse our minds from deception. See verse 5 through 10 says this, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. Thank you, Paul. Very encouraging. Put to death all this stuff. Get rid of all these things. Why does Paul say that? Because when we hide our minds behind the things of God, those things of the world, the sexual immorality, the lust, the greed, the want, I want, 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 I need, 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 need. That was fast. Those things go. Th- they go. They go. So if you say, you know what, world, the stuff that you're selling me, I'm not buying. I don't want. I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that heartache anymore. I don't want any of that pain. I don't want to try to fulfill my life with sex, drugs, drinking, all that stuff. I- I'm done. I don't fulfill my life with greed and lust and trying to gain more and trying to add more to me, to me, to me, to me. Because see, when we do this stuff over here, this thing just gets rattled. This thing gets destroyed because it's a constant want, 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 want. And see, what happens is, is when we hide ourselves, when we hide our minds behind the cross, those things aren't coming up anymore. Those things we don't desire anymore. See, no, 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 we're new image created by God, we're new images created by the creator, we are brand new, we don't have to live for that stuff anymore, we don't have to pursue that stuff anymore, we don't have to worry about the world hating us, worry about the world telling us that we're crazy, I don't care, well JP, I signed up to be a Christian, I just want to go to heaven, I don't want to give up everything, well that's not how it works, see I believe you're going to be saved and you can be transformed, but guess what, I think God doesn't want some people to be living in bondage anymore here on earth before they get to heaven, I'm not telling if you're sitting over here, here in this camp, you're not saying, no, no. I'm just saying that's not where God desires you to be. God desires you to be over here in, his, in this little world over here that says, you know what? My mind is protected. I can hide behind it. I no longer have to live the way that I used to live. I am a child of God. The things of mind tell us that we need the things, the feelings of man, instead of fulfilling our minds with the foundations of Jesus. This world tells us we need the feelings of man. And Jesus is telling, no, I want the foundations of me in your life and in your heart and in your mind. What are the foundations? Where do you find them, JP? How do you do that? Hello. This. This will tell you some of the most amazing things about yourself. This will read you like a book. This will fill your minds with the foundations of Jesus, no longer the feelings of this world. The foundations of Jesus is what lasts. How many know you build a house, you're going to pour a foundation first? If you don't, good luck. That house is probably not going to last. If you've built a house house without a foundation, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Most times, the first thing that's done is foundation. They pour the concrete. They pour thick. Because guess what? That house needs to sit on it. Well, JP, I've been serving God forever. My mind can't. Guess what? You can start today to start putting some foundations back in your heart and in your mind. You've been serving Jesus forever. Start getting some foundations, some principles. Get back into his word. You're a brand new believer, get this thing. Soak it up because those things, those passions, the desires, the lust, the greed, the evil, all that stuff that's over here has no place in your life anymore. Hide yourself behind Jesus. Hide your mind behind the cross. Hide your behind behind the things of God that say, you know what? I don't care what the world tells me. I don't care what's going to happen. I'm going after the peace and the joy of following Jesus. You want greed and lust, or do you want peace and joy? What sounds better to you? Door one, door two. I want you guys to choose door two. But not just me. Jesus wants you to choose door number two. Because that's what he's about. He's about bringing joy and peace. He's not about earthly stuff. That stuff all tells you it's going to get you joy. It's going to get you peace. It's going to get you fame. It's going to get you fortune. Guess what? It's not. It's not. So we hide our minds behind the things of God. The second thing is this. This isn't encouraging anybody. Yeah. You awake. It got darker. It got dark outside. Everyone's like, yeah, nap time. Yay. Second thing is this. When we hide our minds behind Jesus, we are filled with the character of Jesus Christ. When we hide our minds behind the cross, we begin to get filled with the character of Jesus Christ. Verse 12 tells us this. Therefore, as God's chosen people, God's chosen people is anybody that says, I am a follower of Jesus. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly love, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone. See, when we hide our minds behind Jesus, we get his character. I don't know about you, but I want his character. See, because my character is the only thing that people will remember me for here on earth. Your character is the only thing that people are going to remember here on earth. Well, I want to be famous. I want to be known. I want to tell the world who I am. Guess what? They're not going to care what you did. They're not going to care what you said. They're not going to care. You know what they're going to care about at the end of the day? Your character. I promise. Think about some of the great people that have passed, that have gone on. What do you remember about them? how they lived, how they acted, and what they, what they put their time and energy to, their character. See, I want Jesus' character. There's a lot of people out there today that are wandering around that don't even know what character is. And guess what? You can show them. You can show them the character of Jesus. Jesus. You can clothe yourself with kindness and compassion and gentleness. You can forgive others when they do wrong to you. Guess what? It's pretty easy. No, it ain't. You don't know what I've been through. Guess what? We all have a story. We've all been through something. But you know what? I'm making a decision that, you know, when something's done to me, if something happens to me, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to try to be as gentle as I can, even in sitting in the car yelling at the guy screaming at him, forgive me, Lord. I didn't take on the mind of Christ in that moment. So I went back to the cross. Forgive me, Lord. I want your clothing. I want you to put it on me. See, we all got our best outfits. This isn't one of mine. I don't even know what I'm Bad joke. A lot funnier in my head than out there. We all have them. You know, the outfits you put on, you're like, mm-hmm. Mm. Just let me, I see my wife do it. Oh, no, I do. She puts it on. She stares in that. We have a big mirror. She's like, mm. I'm like, babe, what are you, what are you doing? She's like, shh. She's like, I'm, I'm like, babe, what are, you, what are you doing? She's like, I look good. This is the outfit. I'm like, okay, can we just go eat? Because I'm about to eat my arm off, please. <laughs> like, you look amazing. You look beautiful. But see, we all love our prime outfits. We all get them on. We strap them on. We look good. But we got followers of Jesus that wanna, don't want to clothe themselves in his compassion, kindness, gentleness, mercy. So, the list could go on. See, we want to look good for this world on the outside, but on the inside, we're eating up. We're being destroyed. we got things in our character that need to be ripped out, taken out. See, dress all you want. Look good all you want. Make the world notice you all you want. But at the end of the day, the only thing you're going to be noticed for is the character that you leave. I want his character. Because guess what? This city desperately needs people of Jesus' character. The city needs people of love, of compassion, of kindness. The city doesn't need any more Christians condemning people, telling people where they're at, how wrong they are, this or that. No, they need people to love them. They need people to care for them. They need to tell them that no longer does violence have to plague this city. No longer do you have to live for the things you used to live for. No, there's a life that's abundant for you, waiting for you. You can clothe yourself with that compassion and kindness. So put that outfit on. Try that outfit for a day. Maybe a week. Maybe for the rest of your lives. And see the impact that you can have on some people. Well, JP, I'm just this ordinary person. Guess what? God takes ordinary people and does super extraordinary, crazy things with them. It's all throughout scripture. Clothe yourself and let him use you. Put on his clothes. Mind. Put it on and let him use you. Last but not least, Jordan, come on up. Last but not least. When we hide our minds behind Jesus, mm-hmm, we are filled with love. Verse 14 says, and now all of these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. See, I think Paul could have wrote anything there. He could have wrote anything. And all these virtues don't listen to lies. And all these virtues don't do this or don't do that. Paul says, above everything else, Put on love. See, we got a world that <laughs> doesn't know what true love is. They really don't. You know, I could sit here and tell you that when I met my wife, I was like, man, I love her. I do. I love her with anything. I'll hurt anybody, anytime, any place. If somebody says something to her, once again, I need I need to be saved. I need Jesus. I love my wife. But you know what's even greater than that moment of knowing that that woman was going to be the woman that I spend the rest of my life with? You know what's amazing? It's four years before that. I realized there was a God in heaven that loved me so much. See, I ran from the love. I filled my mind with the things of this earth. I tried to pursue the earthly things, and he got me. It was his love. So in that moment when I experienced true love, that's true love, people. Not the stuff that this entertainment world tells you. Not the stuff that's on TV or the stuff you listen to in music. It's not love. None of it's real. I promise you. When I experienced that love of the Father and I just said, oh, my goodness. I was overcome with tears. And Man, I just want to love you, God. I just want to serve you. So put love in my heart and in my mind that was my prayer that's always been my prayer god i receive you i'll take it but i need your love i don't want anything else except your love i want your love so clothe my mind with your love put it on me because guess what when i receive that i can go love the world we got people that are trying to love this world that don't have the mind of christ it doesn't work it's hard Because people are going to hurt you, people are going to use you, people are going to spit at you, people are going to hate you. Oh, JP, what are you saying? We'll talk afterwards. I'll tell you about a lot of conversations I've had people across the table from me saying, you're nuts, don't ever speak to me again. Okay. I love you. I love you. Because, see, I received the greatest love. The love of the Father. And when I put that love on my heart and on my mind, nothing gets me. Nothing can catch me. See, we're messengers of that love. we got to decide tonight what we're going to put on our minds, what we're going to clothe ourselves with. Are we going to clothe ourselves, continue with the things of this world, or are we going to go after and clothe ourselves with the things of God? It's a choice. God doesn't force people to do anything. It's not a bunch of puppets. It's not him. He says, decide. Here's what I have to say. Here's my goodness. Here's my glory. Here's what you can have. Do you want it or do you not want it? Choose love tonight. Choose love because he's speaking to you. He's saying, I love you. I formed you. I put you together from the very beginning. Choose love. And when we hide ourselves behind the cross, we receive the greatest love of all time. It never fails. It never goes out. It never runs dry. His love continues to be poured out, to be poured out, to be poured out. You could say amen, church. There's nothing greater news, there's nothing great theological point that I can say other than the fact that he wants to clothe his love on your mind and in your hearts. He wants to just tell you, child, I love you. I'm pleased with you. Keep going, kid. Come on, let's get in the game. I need you. I love you so much. And guess what? When you get with me, there's no rival. There's no equal. There's no other love that can touch me. Because when you taste and see the goodness of God, you don't want anything else. His love is trying to get you. So tonight, he's speaking. See, we're going to finish. We're going to sing, but we're not going to do that. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for some new minds. Is that all right? This world needs you. This world needs you. The kingdom of God needs you to go out there and transform it. But the only way you're going to transform anything, so bow your heads, close your eyes.